presented by Amazon. Hey, good morning, Playbookers and Raguman of Olin. It's Thursday, and the big news today, President Joe Biden heads to New York to talk crime. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. One quick note breaking overnight via the Associated Press, quote, U.S. Special Forces carried out what the Pentagon said was a large-scale counterterrorism raid in northwestern Syria early Thursday. First responders at the scene reported 13 people had been killed, including six children and four women. The operation, which residents say lasted over two hours, jolted the sleepy village of Atmeh near the Turkish border, an area dotted with camps for internally displaced people from Syria's civil war. The target of the raid was unclear. Two years ago, if Democrats knew their next president would be meeting with an ex-cop mayor of New York at the NYPD's Manhattan headquarters to discuss, quote, historic levels of funding for cities and states to put more cops on the beat, it would have been a big surprise. Low levels of crime combined with outrage over white police officers abusing and killing unarmed black Americans sparked a fierce backlash against cops and birthed the defund the police movement, which was embraced by a surprisingly wide spectrum of Democrats at the time. So, what led to Joe Biden and the Democratic Party reorienting its position on crime? Top Democrats would argue it was several big things. Crime, especially homicide, has spiked in cities across the country. Black mayors in big, progressive-dominated cities like San Francisco and Chicago have been more vocal about the problem than well-known Washington Dems who are now playing catch-up. The Adams race was catalytic, said one high-ranking Democrat. Quote, Adams becoming mayor of one of the most liberal cities in America shifted the politics. High-profile prosecutions of white cops charged with abuse or murder, such as Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, showed that the legal system could work. Still, the tension between advocates of criminal justice reform and advocates of cracking down on violent crime remains. A former Biden official told Playbook, quote, The White House just needs to make sure the violent crime conversation does not take over the police reform conversation, because they are two different things. I believe they are sensitive to that dynamic. Also worth noting, Biden is surrounded at the top levels of the White House by an older generation of advisors who have long been wary of the leftward shift on crime and policing. Bruce Reed, for example, has been working on the politics of crime since the 1990s. They're often pushing on an open door when it comes to Biden. A cottage industry of Democratic polling experts has emerged over the last two years to warn the party of the dangers of mishandling the issue of crime. Rui Teixeira, one of the main anti-defund voices, pointed us to something he wrote last summer, quote, initially dismissed as simply an artifact of the COVID shutdown that was being vastly exaggerated by Fox News and the like for their nefarious purposes. It is now apparent that the spike in violent crime is quite real and that voters are very, very concerned about it. Majorities of even Democrats now believe violent crime is a major crisis and concerns are sky high among black voters. 70% say it's a major crisis. The public response leans heavily in the direction of more policing not less, countering the defund the police approach that was promulgated by many on the Democratic left and still holds considerable sway in those quarters. Back then, Teixeira's view was seen as heretical among his party's leaders. Today, it's close to conventional wisdom. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 8 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will attend the National Prayer Breakfast at the Capitol Visitor Center. At 9.50, Biden will leave for New York, arriving in Manhattan by 11.10. There, he'll meet with Attorney General Merrick Garland, Mayor Eric Adams, and Governor Kathy Hochul, and hold a Gun Violence Strategies Partnership meeting at NYPD headquarters. 
Biden, Garland, Adams, and Hochul will visit a public school in Queens to talk about community violence intervention programs with local leaders. At 4.20, Biden will leave Manhattan, arriving back at the White House at 6.05. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will gaggle on Air Force One on the way to New York. The Senate is in today. The banking committee will hold a hearing on the Fed nominations of Sarah Bloom Raskin, Lisa Cook, and Philip Jefferson at 845. The House will meet at noon to take up the Competes Act. FAA Administrator Steve Dixon will testify before a TNI subcommittee on 5G and aviation safety at 11 a.m. Speaker Nancy Pelosi will hold her weekly news conference at 1215. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghuman Avalin. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. The federal minimum wage has been stuck at $7.25 an hour since 2009. In the same time, food and beverage costs have increased 18 percent, transportation costs up 16 percent, housing costs up 23 percent, and medical costs up 32 percent. In 2018, Amazon introduced a starting wage of at least $15 an hour for all U.S. employees. A new, independent study found that Amazon's wage increase produced a 2.6% increase in the average hourly wage among other employers in the same market. Learn more at aboutamazon.com slash 15.